This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from Dallas Cowboys training camp in Oxnard, California. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And a happy Friday from Oxnard, California, and Talking Cowboys as we kick off your big football weekend. We've got a big football weekend here in Oxnard, California, and isn't that a great thing to talk about as we get started here? So much to get to. Jerry Jones talked to the media for a little bit coming off the practice field yesterday. We'll get into some of the things that he talked about over the course of the next hour here, and uh, we lead you up to the annual blue-white scrimmage on Sunday, which will be broadcast right here on DallasCowboys.com and on Texas 21 in Dallas-Fort Worth, 6 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock here on the uh, Pacific Coast. And what a glorious morning it is here in Oxnard. Absolutely. And then it's, uh, you know, like you said, working into the weekend. We had a nice practice yesterday we could talk about. We got our periscope up and going. Mickey, you couldn't be any happier right now, could you? This is just lovely. I woke up this morning. It was 59 degrees when I went out to work go. out, and I think it's warming up. I'm going to have to shed it's this jacket. Definitely. It's, it's warmer today than it was yesterday. I haven't yep. checked the temperature right now. But. I think Brad Shadden told me the uh, high today is projected to be 78. Mm. Oh, my. We'll so take it'll that. Be a hot one. We'll mm-hmm. take that. Yeah. Dallas-Fort Worth, you hear that? It's going to be hot today. <laughs> Let's not rub it in. No, we won't. It, it is 63 degrees right now. Oh, it's yeah. warming. Start, See, California. yeah. Yep. And uh, back in oh, at AT&T Stadium right now, it's 90 degrees. There you go. Rob, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic, Bill. Good. I can't, yeah, I missed a little bit of the practice yesterday, but you know, yeah. Dave Hellman is, is right there with the tweets, the vids. Yeah. we got great coverage on DallasCowboys.com, so – Ready for another one today. Hey, kicking things off, talking about that, uh, there's some great stuff out there right now that got posted yesterday or last night. Uh, one is the process. I love the video. It's a nine-minute video, the process, which uh, it sounds like it's going to be a week-to-week, uh, a weekly thing uh, that I know Chris Beam is a part of producing and Caden Gates. Uh, and um, But it was they follow Gary Brown yeah. from his home, Getting on the team charter. I mean, it was. I just sat there in my hotel room and watched that, uh, and was. Uh, I, I just thought that that is a terrific thing that the new media can produce now. The old traditional, our old school. Not you, Rob, so much, but when we used to only have four TV stations to watch and so Click. forth. Click. <laughs> Click. And the options were so limited. Yeah. This is what digital media is all about. Be able to do that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I love the the Dak thing. What he did with us on the car wash yesterday. Got you guys, didn't? Uh, yes, the Dak drinking game. You got to check that out on social media or in Dallas. I assume it's also posted on DallasCowboys.com. I haven't been able to check the website yet, but um, it was really funny. Uh, and I I was first to go on the interview. Did you? Were you and, in on the gag? No, not before. No, oh, he got gotcha. you. Okay. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Your reaction was funny. Your first question, and then he takes a sip, and you're kind of like looking at him, and then he keeps taking sips, and you figured something was going on. Well, I led into the question, which you don't see on that. My my first question to Dak was, what I was impressed more than anything with his first interview with the media out here was the fact that apparently he watches Jerry Jones' press conference. Sure. And because he had that same reaction when a contract question came up. What was that? I didn't hear you, you know. And so we uh, talked about that at first, and that led me into asking the question, so along those lines, do you need a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl? And uh, he was right. So he took this big old long uh, drink drink of his Gatorade. Gatorade. So do you want to pull the curtain back and tell what he did then? And so – uh, the next question I asked was about Jerry. If if you and Jerry just got together for five minutes, you could hammer out a contract. Long swig again. So I asked about Zeke, and I asked about contract. Okay, so he finished a bottle of Gatorade on you, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Those were the only times that he took a long swig. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up was Dale Hansen, and he asked a, uh, probably a Zeke, and, and he was doing the same thing. And that's where, okay. Yeah. yeah, something's up here. Yeah. And, the, and the, they're not like subtle 
swigs. These are these big are big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which I love. I love the the comedic timing of it. Absolutely. It was it was perfect, but it just says so much about what Dak is like. Yeah. You know, uh, Nui Scruggs was next, and I don't even I don't think he asked about Zeke or the contract. But then Ducey, Ducey had figured it out by the time he got <laughs> up. Sure. In fact, we had talked about it before he got up. Just be, so, ready. Yeah. be ready. Actually, his was funny because he was going to ask the question. And then he figured out, okay, every time there's a question about a contract, he's no, drinking, he, he right? Didn't, he didn't figure out in the course of the interview. He knew going into the yeah, interview. No, I'm saying he did, yeah, yeah right. before he went in. Right. So he was getting ready to ask the contract question. He goes, okay, take a swig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, a then, preemptive strike. And then Dak said to some, whoever off camera, I know who it is, but I'm not going to say, um, that I, I think they're on to our gig. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I mean, it's just – and then the way Dak handles all the questions and everything, he's just what you want leading your football team. Sure. You know, just the way he handles everything. He just – the pressure and all the – it just doesn't – it doesn't phase him. And it's kind of – you can use that as lip service with some guys, but I, I really believe it with him. Yeah. And, it's, and, you know, he's 26 years old, you know. <laughs> I think what I was like when I was 26. And aside from that, because those interviews, they're nothing, okay. Sure. But it's out here on the football field and how he leads this team yeah. and how he engages in everybody on the team. You know, when they're going to drills and they're getting started and he's high-fiving everybody, he doesn't care whether you're a – well, he's not here now, but if you're the Pro Bowl running back or the fifth string running back, yeah. he is, engages you into the team because he knows what the team is all about. Kind of had a rough day yesterday throwing in the two-minute drill. Late in the two-minute? Yeah. yeah. It kind of reversed because I thought the previous practice, the offense sort of dominated. Yeah, that's what we were talking about, that Jason Garrett was saying if you have an offense that plays well one day, defense not so good, but then it flips – then, you know, your team's doing all right. You don't want one side of the ball just completely dominant. I just thought Dak was not as good as he needed to be in that two-minute drill yesterday watching him throw that ball. I mean, but coverage was good. They got some pressure. Uh, you know, they, those guys in the secondary, those guys in the secondary are starting to show up a little bit more. I, I, I really am impressed, you know, with what I've seen with Anthony Brown mm. out about there. You know, we talked about Jordan Lewis and what he's done. Xavier Woods playing as a safety. So, uh, yeah, it might have to be more about those guys affecting Dak than than uh, than really Dak having a, a bad day. But he he was off on some of his throws yesterday that I thought he was he's been completing through some of these practices. Are you seeing some of it that he's not on the same page with with? It's receivers? not the same page. It's just yeah. guys doing a really good job. Some tight yeah. window throws. If you remember the the compete period, he throws the ball over the top of Witten, mm -hmm. you know, with Xavier Woods covering him. And Xavier Woods is fighting his rear off to stay. That used to be the Byron Jones drill. Mm -hmm. Byron, him and Byron Jones used to go at it when they used to, and he and Witten would go. And kind of chirp at each and, other, too. And they too. did. And Byron Jones is, I remember one time, Byron Jones, get back in the huddle, old man. I mean, <laughs> he, he, like, he waved his finger at him yeah. and told him that. And But now it's Xavier Woods, and you see Xavier Woods is a good enough athlete but, boy, he's a shorter guy, so he's it's like he's shooting tennis balls off a tank. You know, he's kind of banging, banging with him. But he didn't give Dak a window. Dak tried to throw it over the top. And so you're seeing some throws he's having to make that are a little bit more difficult. I, I'm not looking at some of the interceptions and stuff like that. I think those are good plays. I'm looking at some of those tight window throws. Mm -hmm. You might have saw, too, in the compete period with uh, Anthony Brown. When what he did, they tried to get uh, Gallup inside. And, I mean, he was on him and as soon as he made that break there was Anthony Brown offhand knocked the ball down so you know if good's going against good and good's trying to get the ball to good and it's not working I mean that's that's part of the good things you get to see silently Anthony Brown has had a really good Mickey's camp. absolutely yeah, right he yeah he really he has. has yeah you know has. and they kind of switched it up the other day because he had been uh, starting out on the right corner with the first team, and then when they went to nickel, he'd come inside, right. and Jordan Lewis was just go outside. Well, that previous practice before the day off, they started with Jordan Lewis on the outside, and then when Anthony Brown came in, he just went in into the slot. And they changed it up a little bit, but they went back to that normal rotation with Anthony outside. So uh he he's been pretty darn good and you know this is a contract drive season for him too him and malik collins right you watch malik collins in the one-on-one -on -one boy stuff. is he yeah. fast yeah i i was watching him do Stay the, the standing right. uh, bag drill down there <laughs> with the blocking dummies yeah. and him going through in and out the yeah. four little power corners. man he's yeah. quick Speaking of quick, you're still seeing Dorrance Armstrong show that quickness yeah. in the pass rush. Um, one other thing about 
the the corner situation. Jordan Lewis, he had a handful of pass breakups in the in the various drills right, right. yesterday. He's just once again he's in a spot where, you know, Byron's out right now. He'll be back, and you know he's looking at third, fourth corner again, as yeah. well as Anthony Brown's playing. That's you know he's on track to keep that nickel job. Yeah, whatever Chris Westery did. You know, he had some personal business he took care of, came back. He jumped right back in, had a couple of nice plays too. I think overall just the secondary. You know, the receivers yeah. were seeing some good looks. You know, John Bay Johnson unfortunately had a ball go off his hands that he had on the sideline. I mean, Cooper Rush in the two-minute drill hit him with a good pass. But, man, did you see the play that, that March Lillard made? Yeah. I mean, he comes from mm-hmm. March Lillard to the simple zone drop. And he goes and he reads, and all of a sudden the ball's – I mean, it's its falling, falling, falling. And he just one hand scoops it. Well, and it got then, tipped. Yeah, well, no, it got so – it went off John Bay Johnson's yeah, hands. Right. And he scoops the ball as it's going to the earth and to, able to roll over and make the play and get the second offense off the field. So heave the, that football oh, up, they, above know, the hey, tower. It's not often that those guys get – I mean, sometimes – Should have thrown it up to Jerry. Yeah, the, <laughs> the drills are all kind of conducive to offense moving, 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 and then, you know, but that was a, that was a good, great play. Yeah. You know, another thing I noticed when they were doing uh, the walk – or the special teams and they were practicing kickoff uh, coverage uh, – both Armstrong and Covington were out there. Right. The linebacker Covington. Right. Uh, and, and so you notice that, okay, they still think these guys are going to make the team. Right. And then there was another guy out there that seems to be coming on out of nowhere, Luke Gifford. There you go. 57. He was the only yeah. young guy on yeah. that kickoff coverage team. Everybody else had been on the team before. Uh, but he's been moving up, and now he's on the second with Sean Lee not practicing, Joe Thomas going to the first team. Gifford's on the second team right now. So we got a mailbag question about that Sam spot this morning. Yeah. And, and you know, it was a fair question because with Sean out, is there somebody in the Kyle Wilbur realm that could – when he was here, that could moonlight between hand on the ground to a stand-up Sam position. And Brian pointed out the depth there is better than you might think because of Gifford, and you mentioned Covington. See, people don't know Gifford yet. Mickey did you guys a favor out there by talking about it. Ambar Garcia said the same thing in – in, uh, during training camp live yesterday. Hey, keep an eye on this number 57. She noticed the same thing that Mickey had, that he's he's getting involved in some of the special team stuff. Every morning, David Helm and I come out here and walk or run on this field, and, and Luke Gifford's out here by himself really? working on kick slide, kick slide. Henry Schroker, the pro scout, is also out here running, and Henry walked by him one day and goes, hey, keep keep working. That's, that's what you got to do, keep working on that. So, He's got that kind of temperament. University of Nebraska played as an outside, really as an outside linebacker, but now playing more inside. Matter of fact, when Scouts uh, Scouts eye goes up later today, he's my eighth point uh, to keep an eye on. Good eye by Mickey, though, to notice that as well. 6'3", 245 pounds. Yeah. Uh, Looks the part. From Lincoln, Nebraska, Absolutely. was a high school quarterback, as yeah. a matter of fact, and yeah. played basketball, so he's an athletic guy. Absolutely. And uh, so keep an eye on 57 Luke Gifford out of uh, Nebraska, the rookie undrafted free agent. And that's what you get from uh, Bill's scouting uh, report there for for the preseason uh, scrimmage, yeah. I should yeah. say. Yeah, that, there he you may, go. He'll make a few tackles. This guy will make a few tackles. Bill will talk about him probably a lot more. We'll see. We'll see what this linebacker again. I, I think that you know it's nice that Covington's back, but I kind of had Covington as a bubble player. Yeah, I thought you know, so too. You, and people always ask the question. You know, Mickey will be at the pizza, uh, New York Pizza Pasta there hanging out, and somebody will come up and say, Mickey, give me a veteran cut. Give me a guy that might be a veteran cut. You might think of. Noah Brown is maybe a veteran cut. Uh, you know, what's going to happen with Tavon Austin could be a veteran cut. We're talking you about Suofilo. Suofilo being yep. a veteran cut. Well, th- you know, Covington was a guy. Chris Covington was a guy that I was kind of thinking, oh, wait, he started on the NFI list? That's not good. It's kind of like, to me, the Rico gathers and the guys like that are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Then I'm kind of saying, okay, these guys are starting to going to cut themselves. We'll see if Rico comes back and does things. But well, at least he was in his dress for this afternoon right, practice. Right. He didn't do much, but right. he was out he there. Was out there. Right. He tried to go through the individual stuff. Right. So I give him credit for that. But if you're looking for a veteran cut, there you go. If, you, if he counts as a veteran, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, and years of service, of course. Yeah, he may yeah. be in trouble. All right, so Chris Covington, the linebacker. Yes. Uh, where does he fit best at linebacker? Which which position? I think he could play the Sam. I think that's really yeah. the idea. Yeah. If you look at if you look at his, you know, the size and and how he's built. All that, I mean, these guys are all kind of the same. 
uh, build, when you look at these linebackers, they all got out of the car at the same. I mean, they're all the same, they same look, same height, and, and stuff like that. As far that. as the Sam linebacker in today's NFL yes. compared to what it was in yesterday's NFL, you know, people talk about, well, Sean Lee, he doesn't have that those dimensions, the length maybe that right. you're looking for right. in a Sam linebacker right. from the old school. What are they looking for today in a Sam linebacker? You know, that's a great question because back in the day, if you talked to Bill Parcells, he told you he drafted Bobby Carpenter to play the edge and to set the edge. An old-time school Sam linebacker was a guy that extended on the edge, most teams being right-handed. You set that edge, and then you allow everybody else to get to the football. In this day and age, the Sam linebacker kind of could be a guy that could kind of rush. You know, if you get a guy that's good enough to where he could play with his hands, he could he could force the run, but maybe you get him involved in some pass rush stuff, actually. So it's the, the position is really involved from being a guy. This, this group has got guys that can cover. You put Sean right. Lee on the field, and now you can run. See, we saw – did you see – did you get to see Jalen Smith in one-on-one yesterday? No, I didn't. It was a neat little wrinkle that actually that, that Kellen Moore had. And he knew that it was a call-out competitive situation. And you talk about linebackers that can cover and linebackers that, that it's not their forte. Well, Jalen Smith got caught. To me, Jalen Smith attacking the pocket is the best thing. Jalen Smith having to play in space and carry is not a great thing. So he gets caught in a situation where they go one-on-one and they take, they take uh, Tony Pollard. And Dak Prescott sees, okay, I know, okay, I see you in coverage. He walks him. He just says, go, walk out there. And so you get Pollard in motion all the way to the outside as a wide receiver. Now he's going to run the vertical route. And now you got J- Jalen Smith. I did see that. It was Jaylen right over Smith here. Jalen Smith trying yeah. to catch up. And, you know, Dak missed the throw. But it was one of those things where you say, okay, I see why now that you say Jalen Smith and maybe like an old school linebacker, Sam linebacker, big, bulky kind mm-hmm. of guy, rush, yeah. rush, rush, attack. Don't be a guy that has to, to play in coverage all the time. But Let's, you know what they're doing with that strong side linebacker. They're not playing him on the line of scrimmage right, as much. Right, exactly. Where he's got to take on the tight end. Right, right, right. right. They got Sean Lee off. Right. And, and Covington can do the same can, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and, and, and Brian's right. There there was one, a couple plays where those, the weak side linebacker and the strong side linebacker both got in the coverage. The right. weak side guy took the running back. The strong side guy took the tight end. Right. And so they're playing. It's not like the Al Singleton guy. days. Of yeah. Singleton. Yeah. yeah. It's not 1984. Yeah. Where you're going to yeah. line up yeah. on the line of scrimmage yeah. and muscle. You play them off and you can protect them. That's right. what Marinelli told me. I said, well, how, how do you protect, you know, Sean? He goes, well, he doesn't have to be on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. We, he can yeah. play off and we have ways of protecting him. In a traditional sense, you want Sean Lee flowing to the ball, but you can do that more in the way this is set up now. And you mentioned pass rush. You like Jalen going for it. Sean Lee's one of the better rushing linebackers they sure. have too. So he can he can rush as well from that Jaylen spot. Jalen created a really nice opportunity. I think I talked about it a little bit for Kerry Hyder to get home because of the power the forward power that he was able to play with. You know, you mentioned Pollard going in motion. They spent, I can't remember if it was yesterday or Tuesday, they spent, Sanjay Lau must have spent 15 minutes on the guys going in motion against air and, and, and making sure that when you hit your step where you're supposed to turn and be ready to go that you take off with the right foot. Right. And he made guys come back one and no, wrong foot. What are you doing? Wrong foot. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you had to time it right, too, to get out to the exact width you needed to go. And they went over it and over it and over it to try to get those guys in motion to time it up right and take off right, too. And then they had to take four steps, long steps, and then break to the inside. That, that's how precise they were trying to work on those motion things. You getting a feeling about anything about Randall Cobb? I mean, you know, so people have been kind of disappointed in Randall Cobb, and I guess it's because Twitter's shown video of it and stuff. I, I don't feel that way. I feel like Randall Cobb playing inside, I feel like the coverage on him has been really good. I mean, when you start talking about some of these guys, people saying, oh, he's not separating the top. He made several plays yesterday. Yeah, has he been a part of some some coverages where the ball's been knocked down? So, I think, again, I think that's a product of what's going on in the second. I'm not one of these guys that's going to sit there and, and, and throw dirt on Randall Cobb because I know what he can do. I know what he can do in a game and stuff like that. But I feel like he's kind of being unfairly portrayed as a guy that all of Dak's problems, all of Dak's poor throws, are going towards Randall Well, I've got, I've got a message for 
the Uh-oh. people that put the videos on there Twitter. There you go. There you go. Watch the whole play. All you're doing is on one guy and you're following. That's him, where right? a lot of that comes from. Sure, I think. and that's sure. what's yeah. happening. Sure. L- look at the whole play. Plus, what early on in camp. Okay, it's like it's like opening day in baseball. <laughs> they yeah, play you lose that game. They play 162 games, but what they did on opening day because everyone's got their eyeballs right, on sure. it, you know. Right. And early on in camp, everyone because we're all so hungry to find out about these players right. and stuff. And then you're looking at these videos like what you're talking about get posted, and okay, there's a you know, for instance, Dak and Cobb aren't on the same page, right. and and Dak talked about it after afterwards so well i think with the nfl network he said yeah i need to make sure that he cuts that off whatever it was a hot it was a hot right exactly but people see that and say okay what's wrong with Cobb?" kellen moore did an interview with with the fan and he said it was a good interception he goes because it was a great teaching point for me because he said when it was over, Dak goes up to Cobb and says, oh, my bad, bad throw. And Cobb goes, no, my fault. I should have cut it right. off. And he said, so we were able to sit down and say, okay, when they have that coverage on that play, here's what you got to do. And, and one of them was cut it off or do not throw the ball there. Go somewhere else. And that is part of the process of training camp right, right. there. Finding it, out exactly where your quarterback <laughs> right. likes you, your depth right. or your routes, all those things. Yeah. And, and, and two practices ago, that same practice where they had the pick for Xavier Woods, there was one play Brian and I were doing training camp live. He had his receiver beat down the field in the end zone and just couldn't quite come up with it. That yeah. is a dimension he brings that – Respectfully to Cole Beasley, yes. it's not the same. Oh, Absolutely. the one at the, the back of the end. Yeah. Yes. yeah, he just overthrew him yeah. just a little bit. That could have been very easily a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, and another thing you have to know about these practices: the first axiom of warfare is know the enemy. Yeah, I think Xavier <laughs> Woods knew who the enemy was, and if they were going right. to bring a slot blitz, that they're probably going to throw hot to that guy. That's right great there. instinct. And yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, okay, if you're going to blitz, I have a feeling I know where this ball is going to go. Which is a very positive thing yeah. about Xavier Woods. Exactly. We'll get into Xavier Woods and more when Talking Cowboys continues in a moment. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com terms and conditions apply you want the most interesting up to the minute dallas cowboys news straight from the star in frisco how about exclusive and on command that's right news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else with our exclusive cowboys content on alexa you can have all the answers secrets stories and more what's stephen jones thinking during a game what's joe looney's favorite pregame meal we take your questions to cowboys players and coaches and you can hear the answers directly back to you just say alexa Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. The fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. 
Talking Cowboys continues now here from Oxnard, California. Cowboys with a morning walkthrough and an afternoon practice today. The second of four consecutive days of practices running through Sunday. They'll be off on Monday if you're headed out here to California. It's a great opportunity to get up close and personal with the Cowboys. And um, football season actually kicked off last night. We had a Hall of Fame game. Gil Brandt goes into the Hall of Fame this weekend. Jerry Jones, the Jones family, headed that way um, as uh, the big weekend is here for them. Who won that Hall of Fame game last night? I believe Denver came. They came back, back and let, the they end. took the lead 14 10. And um, did you have money on that one? No. I, I, <laughs> I had it on Drew Locke. He got the play. Drew Locke, there you go. He got to play All right. All right. Missouri uh, Tiger. There you go. All right. Uh, Jerry talked to the media coming off the practice field yesterday. Mickey, you got a quick recap for us. Well, I, I think there was a couple things. The first thing was when they were, are you worried you haven't got this done? It's drawn along, drawn out, and he kind of turned around and goes, "When have, when haven't I got this done?" Right. Meaning, when has I have I not got a player signed? And you know, I don't know. And and when Emmett was out, right, ninety three, he was working a no contract. So if he missed games, he wasn't missing money, right? Right. Zeke misses one game, it's $224,000. Right. Thousand. Mm-hmm. Just, down, just a little bit. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to make a very good point of emphasis. That's a lot, that's a lot of thousands. That's a lot of lettuce. <laughs> right? Yep. And then the other thing when he was asked about, um, are you mad at Zeke? You've had his back, and, and now it's kind of like he's turning his back on you. And he goes, no. He goes, because you know no matter what, at some point – you're going to intersect with a divergent. He used the word divergent, meaning we're going to split apart, right? He goes, and then afterwards you sit down and reconcile, and he goes, and I've got more patience now with these types of things. So he's not mad at him, right? And so I, I, His I, relationship I, with, with Zeke will get the deal done. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely That's right. That's you good. know what? Good, good Probably just the way Demarcus Lawrence got it done with Stephen Jones. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they figured it out uh, and, and got it done. And um, and he and he just didn't seem worried about it. You know, it was almost like, how many more of these questions are you going to ask me? Because I'm not worried. I'm not worried that he's in Cabo. He said, I know Zeke. He's very conscientious, and he's he'll work out and be ready to come when we get this done. So, you, all the hand wringing, right? The cat doesn't drop, die in the tree. Just remember my parable. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about Periscope? Periscope wants to know, as we've got to the first week of practice, how your pet cat's doing. Speaking of cats in trees. Yeah, that's a nice little segue. Rob, how's your pet cat doing? Mike's still up in the tree. <laughs> I've got like three. I'll, I'll say Dorrance Armstrong has been one of mine. Absolutely. And I think he is taking advantage of these extra reps with Tank Lawrence still rehabbing from shoulder surgery. I'm, I'm anxious to see him in the games where he may get a start, may get to play a lot. Um the other side, John Vay Johnson, he's had some ups. He's had some downs. I think Jalen Guyton is, is another guy who's playing well at wide receiver. But, again, with Alan Hearns not on this roster anymore, they both got an opportunity. Absolutely, here. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mickey? Reggie Davis. That's your guy. Yeah. We got reminded that he was on the team in, the, in that uh, mini camp practice, right? And then he doubled down at the end of the mini camp. The, and now – he catches everything. You know, we always talk about how fast he is. Yep. And, and he'll outrun anybody. If they have some sort of race, he's outrunning them. But he catches everything. And some of them aren't just right perfect here. He, he can contort his body and catch the ball. He's not very big. But, I, I mean, what did he tell us when we interviewed him that day? He's he like was a buck 170. Yeah. I think he said. He one, looks tiny. I, oh, I know what he said. He goes, yeah, 168, 170. I looked at him. I said. We'll give you 170. Like okay? soaking wet, you know. Okay, th- you know. and that was when did he say he weighs that? 
uh, in that mini camp. At the mini camp. Yeah. So what are they, they got him listed at? They got him listed at one eighty five. Yeah, he ain't one eighty five. Or one, maybe he said one seventy eight, one eighty, and I said yeah. I'll give you one eighty. Then he looks like me in fifth grade. You know, <laughs> I mean, he, he's just. Oh, I mean, it's amazing. It is, but yeah, he, it is. but he can run. He can, he run. can run. How did he, did he do anything on punt returns yesterday? Do you okay? He there? was catching them. Yeah, okay, I'm just trying and, and to think was, of ways he can these, help himself. And these punt these punt catches here are difficult because they always have the punter punting with the wind, and you don't really. R- Realize it's it here, but up there, that wind's blowing about 10, 15 oh, yeah. miles an hour, and yeah. the ball carries. And on top of that, it's difficult to catch a left-footed punter in the first place with no wind because his ball goes up, and then it backs up and dies. Right. I remember the first time he punted, Chris Boniel, it would have been Boniel, yeah, he told me, he goes, the Giants will fumble at least one or two of these punts, and sure enough, they there's, fumbled there's one a reason and they there's left, left-footed punters in this place. Yes, yeah. yes, because the ball it spins differently, and then his backs up. So when you think you're there, you got to take another step because you're going to miss it. You, but he did a pretty good job of catching them. Have you got a pet, pet cat on defense? A pet cat on defense? Not off the top of my Our guy Jelks. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, I think Jelks is his him. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jalen Jelks, because. Last year it was Antoine Woods, right? Right. Well, he's he, he's already he ain't a pet no more. Nope. He, he's a starter. I'll yep. take I'll take that. Uh, I'll, I'll take Rod Marinelli's pet cat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's Rod Marinelli's pet cat in this rookie class? Uh, Tristan would, Hill. That would be Tristan yeah, Hill. Right. I don't know that I've ever gone to a Cowboys camp where there has been less talk about, about the, first. The, the first draft pick of the Cowboys. I mean, pretty talented roster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but yeah. I might argue with you on. Who was the top pick uh, last year? Who's, uh, Van Der Esch didn't get a lot, but <laughs> but but Taco really didn't because it was Jalen Smith getting back. It was almost like Jalen was right. the first round pick coming back into camp. But right. go ahead, sorry. Maybe it's because Tr- Tristan Hill after practice is laying low and yeah. people aren't he's not yeah. putting himself in, in, which it can be a very smart thing. Right. Okay, not putting himself in position to run into any mini cams. Right. Okay. What are you seeing from Tristan Hill out here? I see a good play, and I see a bad play. I see a good play, and I see a bad play. I think the consistency, the caboose is pretty fair uh, <laughs> nickname, and he knows it. He admits it. Now, I heard him on the radio talking about, yeah, my nickname's the caboose. And so I oh, got it. he's caught on. He's oh, caught no. on. He understands. <laughs> yeah, go, he, ahead, he, go ahead. For those who, do, who aren't familiar with the, the story behind that. It's the it's Rod Marinelli. Rod Marinelli, Marinelli well, said yeah. the train's leaving. Yeah. Right. And, and he, you better not get left behind because right now you're, you're the, the caboose. caboose. Yeah. yeah. So he's the very last car on the train. And so he knows that. And so the the but what I need to see from him is more consistency because there are like I say, there's there's been plays where he's been really good. You know, with the how active he is, he can play with a little violence. He's got some, he's got some range to him. And then there's times where he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm facing this guy, and I'm just getting turned and washed and all that." So there's going to be a lot of up and down for him, but he needs to develop a little bit more consistency. But the kid is fighting his ass off every single day. I mean, even when he when he does get blocked, you can see it in the film afterwards. You can see that he knows what happened. He's starting to understand. Okay, I can't let. I can't let Zach Martin do that to me. I can't let Tyron Smith hook me like that. I can't. I can't let Suafilo hook me like that. You know, saying so he understands. What where do you at. think the hope is? Where, at what point this season will he be contributing? Oh, I think uh, they're going to throw him in from the word go. Yeah. I don't. Well, okay, so yeah, they'll throw I, him in. But what? At what point, he, being a rookie, do you got, think it will? It'll take some time. As long as yeah. he, yeah, it, it might be. It might be the Dolphins game in week three. A lot of times three. it's mid-season for yeah. a rookie, I mean, think yeah. no about, matter what position Think about it Russell Merrill. Think know. about Leighton Vander Esch. Leighton yeah. Vander Esch didn't play until the fourth, fifth game right. of the year. Russell right. Merrill right. was the first pick in the draft, and he was a rotation guy, and I don't think he started till like uh, game eight or nine his rookie year. And, and they were deep. I, I get it, but – and I don't First, know that they don't need him to start. Exactly. They, right. they just need him to they, be part, to be of, part of the rotation. They, need, willing. Need they can him ease to, him in. need yeah. him to hang in there for 15, 18, 20 plays. That's it's a really long what, season. Because, you need. know, like when they did the one-on-one pass rush, when he goes and you go twice, right? right? 
and he'll win one and lose one. Absolutely. You know, and get he is get the point where he's winning both. Yeah. And and sometimes he's not going up against the the starters. He's right. against those. He's against Suafilo or yeah. somebody mm -hmm. like that. He's got to beat those guys. I thought Taco practiced better yesterday myself. If you talk about guys that kind of need to do a little bit more, I know we, we we dump a lot of dirt on him, and and you know he brings it on himself. I mean, we'd like to see him have that right. But I thought he practiced better yesterday. The problem with Taco is he needs to stay on his feet better. Still has problem with it. You know we saw, we saw that as rookie camp. You know who else is having problems I mean, with that is Quinn. Robert Quinn. Quinn is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Quinn it's, was better yeah. yesterday. But to me, going back to Taco, Taco wins on a rush, and then he's on the ground. And I'm going, man, just stay on your feet. Mm. You can make that play. It's almost like these defensive ends are playing on the edges of their shoes, mm. you know, and they're just and they're hitting <laughs> this grass, and they're not getting to where they need to go. You know what they need, don't you? Those two-inch mudders that we played football with 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steel spike spot builds, yeah. basically. Know, they're working taco at both end spots. Right. Have you seen anything from him flipping to the left side? It's not, it's not anything. I mean, to me, it's still about, you know, you watch him go through the bags, and he's like, and you know, I was talking with our buddy Stephen Thomas sitting there, and I go, get ready, he's going to spin. And it's shirt bump, spin, spin, spin. You know, he, he, does, he just hasn't developed – the ability to just separate himself on a rush without spinning or, you know, mm. if, if it works once or twice, great. But these guys have figured out how to play him. Just keep him wide, keep him wide, keep him wide. He's going to spin. He's going to spin back to you. And you're going to catch he, him. Yeah, when he gets frustrated, too, he just tries to bull rush. And Taco can't bull rush. That's not – he's not Malik Collins. He's not – the human log. The human log goes, when they get in trouble, they will just power you into the quarterback. Yeah. But, but Taco, you know, Tyron Smith is not going to have any of that. Lyle Collins is not going to have any of that. And I and, can't remember who told me. I don't know if it was DeMarcus Ware. It was somebody. It was a veteran guy. And they were saying what he's got to learn is that spin move is no good right. unless you get into the guy. Right. He goes, if you start spinning from afar, all you're going to do is they're going to catch you. Right. You'll spin right into Spin right into So you've got to have the power at least to get into the guy and then spin. Yeah. Taco's biggest problem is that linemen can affect him by stopping his feet. That's the thing. Taco's feet never – he never gets any type of momentum to get a rush. And so all of a sudden he rushes, he's in good shape, and then his feet stop, and now he's got to restart. By that time, the ball is gone, or he's got washed, or you know, it, it's 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 really it's frustrating to watch him, and, and not coming out of Michigan, he you know he wasn't this dynamic pass rush. I mean, the, that Big Ten is known for some of those pass rushers. A lot of them there at Ohio State. Michigan had one, you know, here recently. But I mean, they just don't. It's 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 hard for him to to do what he needs to do. And and again, it, it's it's I I hope that he could stay healthy. He's fighting through some things. I could tell. You know, there's times after plays, his body language is kind of bad. But he's fighting through those things. You just need him to, to kind of carry on. I want to ask one more question. I, I, I was going to ask you, your pet cat. Oh, it's like Christian Covington okay. is my guy that yeah. I've kind of been watching. I've been talking about him. I, I really like – I was really thought that if you talk about a player I thought would have a huge year, Xavier Woods was my huge right. year guy. I know he's been your yeah, guy and from then, day yeah, one. Huge, huge year guy. And then, But Christian Covington is a guy that I came out of. He didn't get a chance to participate in the OTAs and stuff. He had a sack in the two-minute drill the other day, but he okay. He he beats Weitzman, the 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 guard, but but Weitzman's Weitzman's been he's been he's been good. I mean, he hasn't been terrible. It's not like he gets beat every single play. So I felt like though he had a nice rush yesterday, got off the ball well, affected the pocket a little bit better. Like what I'm seeing from him, like how he chases the ball too. He's bought into the Marinelli balls down the field rush, get down the field, hustle, 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 that kind of thing. I think those kinds of things pay off. Uh, for him as well. You know, right, let, that, let's get to that, your periscope after this break. Okay. After that, after that nose, playing that nose tackle position, yeah. maybe you don't get in and get a sack. but yeah. He's pushing the pile. That's, That's what he did for JJ Watt and yeah, Clowney yeah, 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 in yeah, yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of the dirty if, work. Even on the one-on-one -on -one drills that he doesn't win, yeah. it ends up five, ten yards behind the There's line of scrimmage. There's no question. He's got some power. He's square. He'll help these guys with some play. Fun fact. You know whose dad is. Yeah, you know, I, Hall of Famer. I, I didn't know when Canadian I, football. When, when I met him, I didn't know Grover, but he, yeah, yeah, Grover Covington uh -huh. played in the CFL a long time. It's just interesting. He's been around football his whole life. He was an unheralded guy for the Texans. Yeah, absolutely. So he, he could be an under the radar signing for this absolutely. team. Yeah. All right, more from Periscope when talking Cowboys continues in a moment. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a. Hi 
thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues here. Our final segment on this Friday. Cowboys will be out here on. Oh, I'm sorry, Mickey. I'm so sorry. It's, no. your, it's Mickey's turn. Hey, don't wait, he's turn. Don't wait for a box Mickey, of Jack. Go. False start. That was a false start. Men's care, care brand of the Dallas. And you know what? They're I, here today, aren't they? I got reminded oh, of how the good, how good the uh, shaving cream Gel. is. Uh-huh. Whatever they call it, yeah. I used it this morning, and again, it was yeah. like butter. It just came right off. It mm. No Butterface. irritation yeah. of the skin good. or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And You're I looking believe, good, Mickey. I believe that is one of the JB4 faves you get. There we go. When you get a playmaker for ten dollars with free shipping, so go to getjackblack.com. There we go. That was very good, that Mickey. Was that. that was actually concise. And Maybe that's the way we need to do it every time. <laughs> and I did. Oh, it's a shot. We'll yeah. do more if they send us a box of product, right? <laughs> Yesterday's go. was long. You're reading the, yeah. like, the legalese at the bottom. Yeah, it, it was, was myopic. What word was he using there? <laughs> when you said they're yeah. going to be here today, I thought you meant Jack Black was no, going to no, be here the, today. Uh, the, the, the NFL referees. officials referees. are going to have their talk. Exactly. Oh, they are. Okay. Uh, Periscope. <laughs> Rob, are you looking forward to that? Yeah, it's usually lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> Periscope would like to know from you, gentlemen, what excites you guys the most about this team's potential? Kellen Moore or defensive growth? I was going to say offensive growth. Okay. We'll, we'll so back. that would be Kellen Moore. Well, I don't think it's because of him. Okay. I think okay. it's because of. Let's, let's flip it then. Let's flip it. Say say offensive growth you, or defensive you, growth. You're going to see growth in Connor Williams. Okay. you got Travis Frederick, who had a much better day yesterday than he did his first day, I thought. Absolutely. Uh, he, he was more in sync of what was going on. Michael Gallup's in his second year. We saw what he did the end of his first year. I think Randall Cobb will be just fine. Yeah. You've got now, regardless of what Witten does, you've got two tight ends who have actually played in the league this year. Last year they played. Yeah. They hadn't played before. Uh, Dak gets another year, and Amari Cooper happens to be here for the whole season. So if he does in a whole season what he did in a half season, this growth of this offense could be huge. 
Go ahead, Brian. No, I was listening Kellen to you. Kellen Moore, there's still an unknown there. You know, I think you may have to get into the games and because and, they're not showing everything. See what happens in the games. And, look, Zeke's not here either. Yeah. So that's there's still some unknown factor. I'll go with the defense because I think we talked about the D-line. Covington, Tristan Hill, they've taken some steps to fortify some things inside. Malik Collins, hopefully healthy. Um, you know, Leighton Vanderesh and Jalen Smith should only get better. I'm excited about Xavier Woods. Should Potentially be, yeah. is more of a force back there. Maybe some more takeaways in the secondary. They, they have a lot of young pieces kind of what Mickey was saying on the offensive side, that should get better. Awuzie, you can just go down the list. Defense excites me. Bill Jones. I'm going – I am going. Um, I like what you're saying, Mickey, but um, I'm going to go with the defense and, and the secondary especially. Yeah. I mean, what we were talking about earlier in the show, these guys like Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, what he's shown all offseason. But uh, I think Xavier Woods it can be – a real force in the secondary. I think, he, and I give Brian credit for picking him out out of Louisiana Tech right from the get-go. We'll see. Uh, yeah. In that draft year. Uh, and then I think Cheeto. I think, and one of the things on Cheeto, we were talking to him yesterday, for guys like him, and there are numerous others that are now like third year, or even with the tight ends in their second year, where this you go across the board, and Michael Gallup going into his second year, across the board – it was probably last year too much to expect for a lot of those guys in their first time really playing to do what they did, okay? Now, though, since they've got that year of experience under their belt, you know, Leighton Vander Esch, too, you know, you can see growth there. And so I just think uh, – I think there's there's potential, these young players on defense, for growth. Well, I like what everybody's saying here. You didn't even mention Robert yeah, Quinn. Yeah. You know, factoring in the pass rush to a proven guy. Well, well, I like I like it, man. I think you guys have got this thing nailed. Really, I do. Uh, another question is, are, are they more likely to keep four tight ends or six wide receivers? Oh, that's easy. I think probably – I think there's more – there's a lot of young talent at receiver. I, w I would lean towards six receivers. I second the motion. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you, you're also keeping a fullback, so yeah. right. So there you go. That helps on the tight end situation. Who, by the way, has been getting used a lot more. The fullback, Ola Wally. Oh yeah, we yep. saw that in the OTA. As a matter of fact, camps. when they yeah. were when they were doing some of their, I think it was nickel offense, or maybe it was two minute. They had him as lone back back there. They like his blitz pickup yeah. abilities. Yeah. And by the way, Pollard did a nice job on one of those team yeah. fields yeah, picking yeah, up sure the blitz. Did. But and they were using them out in the motion. They were uh, motioning them out. They were sending them into the formation, into the pass patterns. Uh, it was almost like they were trying to use them a lot more. First guy the, Kellen Moore mentioned in the OTAs yeah, was, was Ola Wally. See uh, there? Yeah, not Zeke. I, I'll add to that. Okay. It's that Skywars <laughs> more, office. More Skywars. likely six wide receivers, four tight ends, or two quarterbacks. I think two quarterbacks is I – think, I think that's two anyway. You're going – You think it's what? Yeah. Two, two, quarterback, two quarterbacks. Two quarterbacks. Two, regardless if it's six okay. or four. Yeah. Man, I just two quarterbacks allow them to keep four tight ends and six wide. But why would you? Why would you keep four? Four tight ends. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I think I, I've I've moved on from the Rico experiment. I, I've moved on from that. I, I I did the best I could. You know, I tried to give. And now, if I want to keep a four tight end, maybe there's one playing for the Denver Broncos or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or. Somebody like that that I feel a little bit better about. Yeah, Cody McElroy on your practice squad. I was going to say, do you want to keep Cody McElroy? Cody McElroy on your practice squad, and then sure, you know, sure. But yeah. I mean, if well, you what want, a great if, story he is, by yeah, the way, which you, you don't have time to get into I, right now. Do, do you see them really giving up on Mike White though, as a fifth round pick, or is that am I just? I, I don't know if they're. I, I feel like I just feel like I. But he's not getting that many snaps. He's he's he made we made a really good throw if you know the two after he got sacked. He made a really good throw down the middle of the field to Dalton Schultz to get him in field goal range. And the clock was running, mm -hmm. and he spiked it. And I, I remember looking at Bucky like, did the time run out? Mm -hmm. Or, you know. But, yeah, it was a good – it was a nice blind back shoulder basically throw to Dalton Schultz. And I hadn't seen him make one like that. I, I get frustrated with Mike White because I saw him play so much better at Western Kentucky. I, mean, I asked Jason Garrett about the things. Hey, kind of teach us what to look for when we're, you know, 
you know, in and out of the huddle, leadership, mm -hmm. moving guys around, completing the play, all these things. Command. And then it seems like that Mike White is always lacking one of the things I need him to do in order to. He's kind of quiet. That's okay. Cooper Rush is quiet. Yeah, too. but not. I, mean, I don't want him quiet. Cooper on the Rush field. is making better throws. Yeah, that, that's just the yeah, bottom no, line. He is. Yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah. So if you told me if they were going to go with two quarterbacks, Cooper Rush and. Dak Prescott are your two quarterbacks right now if you just want to go off what we've seen out here at practice. Well, the other thing you can do is Mike White practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, still get, maybe somebody else will mm -hmm. somebody else will say, you know, we had a pretty good grade on Mike White. Let's give him an opportunity. He, and he, he might be in a situation where he doesn't want to be on the practice squad here. Mm -hmm. You know, someone he says maybe else. go somewhere else and be on the practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the games he may – he may yeah, shine it's way in the too games. Early. That's that, it's no, 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 possible. Absolutely. What are we that, saying about that know? number four yeah. in 2016 yeah. at this point? Yeah. <laughs> you have another one? Uh, nope. I'm okay. Good, good with that. One thing, two-minute warning goes to both benches now. There you go. One thing Jerry talked about also yesterday was Alfred Morris, and I think he basically confirmed what you were saying, that that was the, that was the other option. That, that was, was his the plan. His, That's yeah, the, the plan. plan. Yeah. And, uh and I was thinking about it this morning that uh, even if you look beyond, let's say Zeke comes back, which he will, but from an injury standpoint, all right, I, we love seeing the development of young running backs. Yes, whatever. we do. Yes, we do. But I think it was important to get a veteran like Alfred Morris in here just to have the insurance, just to yeah. have the, in case of injury, in they case of whatever. They felt somebody else might go get him. Yeah. Yeah, they'll sit down and, and watch San Francisco. Because we aren't tape. sure, even though we, as as media, as fans, whatever, we're looking at young guys saying, okay, we, we, we kind of, at this point, you kind of see what their potential could be. You want to see that potential. And, but the fact of the matter is, it's tough playing, even though the running back is a position where you can come in, it's tough for a seventh rounder, it's tough for a fourth rounder to come in here. Right. Uh, and a lot of, like, whether it's blitz pickups, whatever, uh, for them to, to really be a guy that you're depending on this first year. Or it's tough on a guy that spent the year on the practice squad. Don't right. go to there. sleep on Jordan Chun. Yeah, his Good name's point. been popping up around here, too. Don't go to sleep yep. on him. They like him. Yep. And that Darius Jackson, those. Well, you see him. Do you see him knock a woozier on that? that they, yeah. run, they run that crack toss. Yeah. And by the way, did you see who was the point of attack player at the crack toss? He was your $14 million receiver mm -hmm. blocking Robert Quinn. You know All what right. I mean? Yeah. So, he, he you know, uh, hats off. Give him a helmet sticker for that block he got right there. Was that the one on the sideline? Oh, yeah. That's the one. Jeff that, Heath came up. That, and, no, it was Xavier Woods. Uh, no, excuse me, it's a Wouzier. No, a Wouzier, but then after it was over, Heath came up and got into it. Yeah. Like. Okay, so are we going to get physical at practice today? Sure we I are. Think We're going to so. get on the goal line. We're going to get physical. Oh, We're going to go live. If Can we, we go live on the goal line? If we go live on goal line, we'll be there writing about and talking we'll about We'll be right on the goal line. Today's might, the day to do it, right? we be training camp live for the goal line today. We think we today should be, could yeah. be the day. In I'm going to be waiting for it. The Friday before the blue-white scrimmage has been a day where I think they go that live be on the goal first line. Right? Sure day. Jason's press conference. Yeah, well, you you know, doing goal line oh, today? Oh, he oh, may not want to tip off the opposition. It's, it's Mickey's day <laughs> on training camp live. So if we go goal line, you get to hear the rule okay, going at it. Yeah. That's what we'll look forward yeah. to. And we will talk at you again tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!